0: All right, Steve, so you and I talked about this the other night via text, but I just want our dead and lovely listeners to know that we have uncovered even more evidence that this is clearly all a simulation and not even a really well-hidden one at all, right? right. Mm-hmm. We were talking about Final Fight. Of course, the yep. Capcom beat-em-up from our childhood. Yeah. And how ridiculous it is that there's that one character in the game, uh, Hagar, uh-huh. that was simultaneously... The mayor of the town and also this like, you know, six foot eight brawny, huge, beefy guy that would go out on the streets and just beat ass. But he was also an elected official. And I was like, that could never happen. Yeah, and then I was like, wait,
1: insane.
0: I live in Knoxville, Tennessee, where the mayor <laughs> is fucking Glenn Jacobs, a.k.a. Kane, a.k.a. Dr. Isaac Yankum, uh-huh. a.k.a. Christmas creature. Yeah, Christmas Creature. That's a a bit of a deep cut right Uh there. I was like, they're not even trying to hide the fact that Knoxville is based on Final Fight. Come on.
1: No, yeah. No, definitely it is. I mean, this is the libertarian utopia Mike Hagar had in mind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And this is the brand newest installment of Dead and Lovely, the greatest horror movie podcast. In fact, the only horror movie podcast, in fact... The only podcast that's, that's it.
1: true. That's the 100% show. true. I am not currently sitting here in a Jack of all Graves shirt.
0: What's that? Never heard of it.
1: Never heard of it. No way huh. that they, they're, they're cool and their podcast is
0: good. No chance. No chance. Here <laughs> with the host with the most. It's me, your good buddy, uncle ben and me hollywood steve and we are here today to be talking about a movie that was drawn as a patreon pick because as you guys know if you support us on the five dollar level on our patreon page where you can find at what's that what's that url where do they type into their web browser what's it http <laughs> Hang on slow down slow down
1: Forward slash forward slash www dot
0: patreon forward slash dead and lovely. Uh, that's right. You can submit a movie that we randomly draw out of every month, and the one that we happen to draw out this time is one that I think it's kind of a stretch to call it horror. I mean, based on what I saw, sure. I would describe yeah. it more as a. I Thriller. mean, it's kind of it's kind of a well. I don't even know if I'd say that. It's really like a super gory, but ultimately just sex riddled pornographic film. We're talking about Dead Man's Hose. Oh, you watched
1: a different movie than I did. Oh, no.
0: What was Wait a minute. Supposed to was be?
1: Patty Considine in uh, Dead Man's Hose?
0: Let's see. Patty. I don't remember there being a chick named Patty in there. Oh,
1: okay. Well, this is a fella.
0: Okay, yeah, not the same movie.
1: Not the same movie, okay, okay, all right, well, (laughs) uh, you talk about, this is what we'll do, you talk about that movie, and I'll talk about the movie I watched, and we'll just see if there are some parallels.
0: Yeah, maybe there are, you know, maybe (laughs) one is kind of a reimagining of the other, right? Yeah, maybe so. So I'll talk about (laughs) Dead Man's uh... Hose, and you talk about Dead Man's Shoes, honestly, Dead, Man, dead Man's Hose would be a perfect movie to cover on the most exciting necrophiliac podcast on the <laughs> internet, Dead and Lovely, right?
1: It also sounds like if uh, The Undertaker had fought Godfather in a, a winner gets the hose match, I guess. I like
0: this. Yes. I like where this is going. This sounds like something I would definitely watch. It sounds late like at something
1: night. that definitely would have happened in 90s WWE. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, and nobody would have even batted an eye on yeah, it. Yeah, they
1: would have been like, yes, this is appropriate.
0: <laughs> now, I'm assuming if there are a dead man's hose, this means that there is a pimp who is an undead creature, whether that be a zombie pimp or a vampire pimp. I'm assuming it will be a vampire. Vampimpire. I- <laughs> right? That works. Vampimpire? <laughs> That's a thing. Trademark yeah, dead and lovely.
1: That's, yeah. I mean, we, Pimpire sounds
0: sounds fine. But yeah, Vampire, Vamp that really rolls off the tongue. It really does. It's got a nice ring to it. Could be a Frankenstein. A Frankenstein's undead, right?
1: Yeah, and he's big. So, like, you know, he'd intimidate away the other uh, uh, dudes who leech off of sex workers.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, that's so, right. He'd be
1: like, I guess that. That money. Yeah. <laughs> My bitches. Oh, no. Oh, Frankenstein.
0: I think he'd be a, he'd a nice pimp. The
1: times. I think he'd, he'd be, be a, a good nice one. pimp. Come on. Yeah. No nice pimps such exist, thing. right? No, no, probably not. Probably no. not a thing.
0: <laughs> and of course, if you want to skip on to the movie review portion, you can do that using the timestamp in the podcast description, but you're going to miss us hanging out shooting the shit and talking about the stuff we've been watching this week, as well as a thrilling installment of the Preview Palace. So if you want to skip out on that stuff, you do you, boo. See you later. See you in the fucking future, I guess.
1: (laughs) Whatever. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Now
1: that they're gone, let's have some fun.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're going to have a good time and talk about how we're recording this Episode long distance again, because your car is still fucked. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah, <laughs> This was supposed is supposed to be our, our return, our second I week know, in a row of dude. being like, we're back in the podcast saddle again. We were so excited, and it's like, man, fucking M- Mechanic Joe is really just taking his fucking time.
1: Yep. Yeah, he sure is. It's, yeah. I don't want to talk about it. It yeah, me. Fuck yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck that
0: guy. It'll get worked out and stuff. But you know, we did have ourselves a little taste of um, post-vaccination normality the other That's day. Right. Whenever our good buddy, the notorious RDM Roger Dean Miller, he came down to Knoxville, Tennessee, to sit with us at a couple of beer-drinking destinations, That's and right. we got together and had ourselves some code beers and hung out just like normal people used to do and it was very fantastic it was really good to see you and and emily and everybody again Mm -hmm. your legs have just gotten devastatingly fucking (laughs) ripped dude yeah i was wearing
1: i was wearing my medium short shorts uh uh, my bikini briefs are in the mail Mm
0: -hmm, so i can wear those
1: tiny little short shorts that i have have mercy dude i don't know if i'm ready Dude, yeah. No, I'm 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 showing them off. But yeah, it was awesome. It was fun because, you know, we got to sit outside. The weather was amazing, beautiful. Got to bring the dogs. So, Salem got so many compliments for her big chubby body.
0: Oh. Cuz
1: she's a big pillow of a dog. She's a thickie. Um some cute girl called her a potato. Oh, and, and then said, well, I'm going to go get on the back of a motorcycle. A boy, I hardly know. And Emily and I were like, be careful.
0: Man, <laughs> some people adorable. make some wild choices. Okay, She was. Works. She was. All right. <laughs> it was a good time, and we enjoyed ourselves some fantastic beers over at oh, man. Knoxville's newest fucking badass brewery. Yeah, Zool. Zool's great. Oh, my God. I mean, honestly, they had me with the marketing and stuff like that, because a lot yeah. of the shit is like... 80s horror themed and stuff they have got merch that looks like 80s horror posters that have just been rebranded with Zool beer company and stuff Mm -hmm. but beyond just the awesome branding and the great hang holy shit the beers are fucking good
1: yeah really really good I had that um I bought I bought a four pack of that one they did with urban artifact the drag or whatever it was dragon mango
0: with untitled art
1: untitled art right okay yes oh my gosh that was so, so good. good, so good. Uh, but refreshing. also, while we were there, uh, RDM had brought a bottle and asked them if it was cool if uh, we did a bottle share there, and they were fine with it. He brought a bottle of a Four Sons Brew that he had been uh, letting age for several years. It was one of, of like only 3,500 bottles from 2017. Just this amazing cinnamony cherry uh all sorts of deliciousness that basically tasted like the best coffee cake you've ever had
0: yes it did it was oh so my amazing God, dude well you know what made it so good what's that it's because it was brewed and bottled with water from trump's america that's it's... right <laughs> Oh, no. You've made a turn. <laughs> you notice this Biden beer just don't taste the same no more? Thanks, turn Biden. Turn Biden. <laughs> yeah, this is me doing my heel turn right now, dude. Ooh, I'm just eating up all the booze and mm. jeers the crowd's giving me. I'm like, yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> Sissies.
1: Sissies. Yeah. Sissies, I calls them. Cream yeah.
0: puffs. I calls them cream puffs.
1: Dude, yeah, great time hanging out with uh with RDM and you guys. And boy, man, they had uh an awesome food truck at Zool too. It was a I think Enjoy Latin Food is what
0: it's called. Yeah. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. They have different ones all the time, but that's what that's what was there that night, man. So Yeah.
1: Good. Yeah, um I started following them on Instagram to know where they are at all times cuz I got to keep you go. track dude they they had the empanadas that emily got were amazing i got uh saltania which was awesome like dude it was so good
0: mm-hmm. the times were good it was such a great time it was so nice to do something like kind of normal and just mm-hmm. like see people at a place holy shit uh-huh. that was kind of surreal man it's it's yeah. honestly one of those things that like you know, since we're we're both vaccinated and shit like that and we've been doing some semi normal things, it's been Oh, it's been great surreal. It's been really Absolutely. surreal and uh and lovely, I've got to say. Yeah. More on all that stuff later, man. What else you been doing this week, Steve?
1: Oh man, uh I've been I've been watching some some cool stuff. I started watching well, I had started Harley Quinn a while ago, but I hadn't animated. finished it. Yeah, the animated Harley Quinn. And I I liked it when I started it, but I I had to get back to it, and I've watched all of season one and half of season two. It is so fucking good. I love that show so much. I've heard that it's awesome. It is, like, all the best things of DC Animated and all the best things of Harley Quinn. So it's it's really dirty, it's gory as shit, and also the storytelling is amazing.
0: Nice. So they're not, like, trying to make this for, like, kids
1: no it is adult it is very very adult
0: hell yeah Yeah. okay i'm on board man is that uh an hbo watch or what it's
1: on hbo max now yeah it used to be on dc's uh streaming thing but yeah it's on hbo max and they have a third season coming so it's well worth the investment and man yeah that first season it it like started out it's very venture Mm brothers-esque and um I, i love it for that we need more Stuff like that, and in fact, we're. Uh, I think Modok. I haven't watched it yet, but it appears like Modok is kind of Venture Brothersy. Yeah,
0: I've been wanting to watch that. It's just like you guys made a fucking Modok series. Yeah, that's what? so cool.
1: I'm so glad they did that. But uh, yeah, I, I'm. I, I'm really loving it, and it's it, it, everybody check it out. It's so freaking good, and the voice cast is great. Uh, Get Kaylee Cuoco doing harley quinn and it's she is so good and then lake bell is poison ivy also amazing poison ivy like i've always loved that character but they like really do her justice in this cartoon nice really good so well worth watching also i watched house of wax from like 2004 ish 2005
0: the paris hilton one the paris hilton one yeah not I bad. never watched it because I just figured that it would be dog shit because it's a 2000s horror movie with Paris Hilton. This can't be good, right? It's not bad and Paris Hilton's good in it. Really?
1: Yeah. I thought it was okay. Hmm. It's pretty silly, uh, but the original It's From was silly. It, it, you know, there there were definitely some 2000s uh, bro douche type characters in it that I didn't like, but you know, that's... You need those in horror movies because it's like, oh, cool. They died.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was well worth the watch. It was on. Um, what is that? Tubi. Tubi's got so much stuff. Do they?
0: I never go in there.
1: Yeah. Tubi's got great horror movie selection. I mean, it's just <laughs> like, uh, you know, they have commercials, but unlike other services that will have commercials that it just breaks in at a certain point, they, they've they actually like set them up where it's like good sort of breaks.
0: Okay, good. Yeah, that drives me crazy on other services where it's just like randomly, mm-hmm. boom, commercial break. It's awful. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I'd say well worth checking out too because they got some really obscure horror shit. It's cool. Nice. Um, and also Ben, I watched Zachary Snyder's Army of the Dead.
0: Oh, you're talking about master filmmaker, <laughs> visual auteur, <laughs> Zack Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> So I've not watched this yet, but like everybody that I know whose opinion of horror is one that, you know, I typically agree with yeah, has just said that it's fucking dog shit and that it's <sighs> yeah. extremely stupid. How do you feel about it?
1: Okay. Well, here's the thing. Okay. So, all right. So the, you remember how, like, if you've seen any advertising for it, it's like bright and it makes it seem like it's going to be this fun heist movie. Yeah. But it's Zack Snyder, so there's absolutely zero fun. It's absolutely all sucked out, and it's oh, yeah. dark, and not no bright lights, and the comedy is real light, and it's hard to care about the characters. Also, because it's a Zack Snyder movie, you know where it's going with all the characters.
0: Mm-hmm, yep,
1: yeah, yeah. Um But, <laughs> and this is my favorite part of it. Was the zombies in it. And and I know if anybody knows anything about zombies, they're like, what the fuck? How is that your favorite part? If you take of the dead off of this, is this is not an of the dead movie. And you give me zombies with a zombie tiger and um, zombies that can do some like martial arts moves and shit. You give me that in a brighter, funny, like sort of like lighter environment and you have all like you got Tig Nataro and and Dave Batista there like you've got a combo for comedy and Tig has got some funny lines and Batista's got some eh funny lines but like they never let them really be super funny it's just not fun is the problem
0: well it wouldn't be a zach snyder movie if it wasn't absolutely joyless and devoid of fun right
1: right but but like the ideas in it man yeah i'd love to see i'd love to see if somebody else took a swing at this exact movie in a year <laughs> they could take same cast same everything just make it fun yeah i'd love to see
0: it now of course you know a lot of zombie flicks and stuff are a great bed for social commentary. How did no, this not one this fare one. in no, that regard? Not, <laughs> not this good. Huh? No. Nope.
1: <laughs> not even an attempt. I don't think. Uh, I mean, there. Yeah, like there's. Yeah, there there are attempts at social commentary in it that are kind of heavy handed, and then uh, the the zombies don't seem to really represent anything. The yeah, it's it's just not good like but it's it's serviceable it's just also too long like it could be it's not good self and be under two hours but instead it's almost two and a half out
0: oh you mean every Zack Snyder movie. yeah 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 I mean I, I think it was all shot
1: on green screen Mm-hmm. um it looks like shit
0: oh I bet
1: it, it does that thing uh where like everything is out of focus except the one person who's talking, which is the zo- zoom is also like going in and out of focus on them, <laughs> and it's handheld, <laughs> so it, oh. you feel like oh cool seasick awesome this is great I love that the whole movie is this wow dude it's it's hard to watch I didn't I didn't have fun with it it, it took me a long time to watch it too. <laughs>
0: I'm sure it does have some like really subtle, well played soundtrack work, like Zack Snyder movies are known for, though too, right? Yeah, yeah, A like, subtle,
1: like the acoustic version of "Zombie" at the oh, end. Well, by the when we're supposed to feel sad. Yeah,
0: ah, that's so smart, dude, because the song is called "Zombie."
1: Yeah, so it's about zombies, and it's acoustic, so it's sad, and we're supposed to be sad right now.
0: See, this is how Zack Snyder's soundtracks work. He's like, see, it matches what's happening in the movie, therefore it's the right song to choose. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And people around him go, yes. Yes.
1: Aquaman's like, I'm going to go into the ocean. And the song's like, and the king from the ocean drank a bottle oh and threw God. it and then took it off his shirt and jumped in the ocean.
0: <laughs> it's like, he's just saying what's happening on the yeah. screen right
1: now. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> annoying. It's really annoying because it's dude,
0: like, gosh. I swear, man. Like, how does Zack Snyder keep getting work? And the thing about it is, dude, they make money. All okay, this here's makes the shit Zack Snyder movies don't make money. Superman movies make money. That's Batman true. movies make money. Dawn That's of the true. Dead movies make mm-hmm. money. Like if you the Watchmen I, make
1: money, three hundred yeah. would have made money. None of those he got handed franchise after franchise after franchise. His first exactly. movie was Dawn of the Dead in two thousand four.
0: That's what I'm saying, dude. Like his properties are yep. what are drawing people in, true. not the fact that it's a Zack Snyder movie. It's like the people at DC and all these other places are like. Huh, what's the common thread between all these movies that made tons of money? Zack Snyder, that must be what the people are coming for. And it's like, no. They're watching for the pro- fucking properties, dude. If you or I directed the next Batman movie, guess what? There'd be asses in seats. <laughs> it would make a lot of money.
1: Because it's fucking Batman. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But uh, also, he, th- he's manifested his fandom, though. Because of all the stuff he's done, and I, I don't, I don't think all of his phantom, fandom are contrarians, but a lot of people have jumped onto that bag, bandwagon to be contrarians. Like, actually, Zack Snyder's good, <laughs>
0: and the Beatles are overrated,
1: huh? Right, because yeah, you just like to have an indefensible position, because <laughs> then Love you're those martyr. people! Yay. Then everybody is all against you.
0: <laughs> I'm so looking forward to ending up like sitting next to those people at bars and at parties and stuff. Not so at So look all. forward to it. I've missed that guy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Ugh. Not Mr. Being a contrarian means I have an opinion for free. <laughs> missed that guy. Wait, what was your opinion? Mine's the opposite of that. So there.
1: So there. Controversial, What, what, what huh? was that you said in defense of your opinion? No, I say no to that. How about that? <laughs> oh. Look at me. I'm so smart.
0: <laughs> now I'm interesting, aren't I? I'm actually
1: a centrist. Um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so yeah. Uh, what have you been watching, Ben?
0: I've had time to watch a couple two-tree things when I've not been in the gym, blasting the weights. Oh, yeah, me
1: too. I have oh, the gym. Oh, man. Uh, I Dude. am praising it. It it has made me feel so much better. I mean just a thousand times better.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely so, man. While I've been in the gym, uh, again, I think this is just part of me like trying to get in the headspace to uh get ready to play some like skank banger, 80s hair metal shows and stuff again. Uh-huh. I've been listening to a lot of like stuff from the 80s, a lot of 80s hard rock oh, yeah? and hair metal and stuff, and I've gotten mega addicted to this band that a lot of people haven't heard called Kingdom Come. Have you ever listened to them? No. So they came out in, I think, 88, and there was all kinds of hype and stuff around this band. It's mainly a bunch of, like, European dudes. And whenever their first record came out, they kind of got put on blast because there's some very heavy Led Zeppelin um, influence, homage, borrowing, whatever you want Uh to call it, which in itself, come on, guys. Like, I love Led Zeppelin, but they stole, like... Almost all their catalogs yeah, from other artists, say. too.
1: And didn't people say the same about Wolf Mother? Oh, my God. Dude,
0: <laughs> have you heard the Wolf Mother single that came out, like, last year? No. I
1: awesome? have to
0: fucking send. No. It is it's awful. Terrible. It's awesome. unbelievably bad. I'm like, dude, my friend Corey sent it to me last night, and he's like, I don't know how everybody wasn't talking about this, because it came out, like, in the height of the pandemic, when everybody was just at home with their phones anyway. Right. It's one of the worst fucking things I have ever heard. Okay, it's I can't it. It's unbelievable, wait <laughs> dude. It's so, so bad. Um, but yeah, anyway, people said the same thing about Wolf Mother. People said the same thing about Greta Van Fleet and all this stuff. Sure. But Kingdom Come, man, like they sound like if Led Zeppelin would have formed in the late 80s. Like They have okay. late 80s kind of hard rock energy, but a lot of Led Zeppelin influence in there. I'm fucking hooked. I think that they're fucking awesome. awesome. So I've been jamming a bunch of that stuff, but we did watch a couple of flicks this week. Um, we started off with a movie called Uncle Frank. Have you seen this one? Uncle Frank? No, Uncle I don't think Frank. So. It just came out maybe a year or so ago, and it's got uh, Paul Bettany in it, and it's okay. got what's her name that is in it as the younger Bev. Oh, great yes, yes, yes. She's, fucking She's great. awesome. Yeah, yeah, she
1: was also in that other thing. Damn it! Yeah. What's her name? Oh, I forget. Fuzz You get tell on us, that, Probably we'll get fuzz mm-hmm. on that. Anyway, you tell us more about it.
0: Yeah, this movie is set in like the 70s and it's about this girl and her uncle and their relationship and he's a he's a gay dude uh-huh. in a very small town and stuff and they kind of have to go on a little adventure together and everything. Man, it's really really good. It's just a very well done um very well thought out good flick, man. I definitely enjoyed it a lot. Kind of heartwarming, kind of funny but also okay. just probably a pretty clear picture of what it must have been like to live on the fringes of society yeah. in a small town at that time. Worth a watch. Definitely recommend it. Our uh, easygoing Saturday morning watch was Mean Girls this week.
1: Oh, by the way, it was Sophia Lillis.
0: Sophia Lillis. There you go. I She's think it's Lillis. I don't know. I, I think that's no. right. I hope yeah. so. She's awesome. Yeah, she is. Mean Girls, still a fucking good time.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen it. Pretty recently, and yes, it is. Yeah,
0: enjoyable. Mm-hmm. We also watched a movie called Benny Loves You. Oh,
1: I have seen some people talking about this. It's like, um, like more low budget horror type of thing.
0: Very, very, very low budget. Like, basically, one guy's name is all over the credits. Like, writer, director, okay. editor. He plays the main character. Like, one guy is responsible for a lot of it. And it's a, it's a horror comedy. It's from the UK, and um, it's about this guy who's like. You know trying to move on with his life and stuff, and he he's still living with his family, he's like in his late thirties, and he finally reaches a point where he's just like, "I gotta get rid of all my old kid stuff and throw away my toys and grow up okay and in the process kind of awakens this uh this evil spirit in this teddy bear that he has named Benny that uh wreaks havoc and so on, but it kind of goes in an angle that you're not really expecting. It's uh, it's a blast, honestly. It's really funny. Uh, It definitely feels like it's begging for Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Like, there's two particular characters (laughs) in the movie where I'm like, they should have just cast those two. But I know it was a lower budget than um, what they could have done with that. But really pretty fun, man. It had some funny stuff in there. Third act gets pretty pretty messy. Honestly, okay. Like the third act is definitely the weakest part of the film where it, it, a lot of things start happening where it's just like uh, this happened because it needed to for the movie to work. So yeah. there. I mean,
1: if you shoot an order and you're talking a low budget, that's gonna happen with third that's act. That's gonna I mean, happen. Yeah, it's right? look at Evil Dead. Like Same sort of thing. They didn't even have an ending really, didn't know what they were doing, didn't have the whole crew anymore because yep. they couldn't afford it. Yeah.
0: They just made it work, man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's also a movie about a fucking doll that comes to life and kills people and stuff. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> what's your logic threshold here? Right. Exactly. You know, an enjoyable watch. I liked it. And based on your recommendation last night, we watched the orange years, the awesome. Nickelodeon documentary, and it is so fucking good, dude. Yes, I was just smiling the entire time, man. Yep. Nothing but memories about that mm-hmm.
1: stuff. Yeah. Just positive. Uh, the whole thing. Like, and I, I like, um, I like the shows that they chose to co- cover because those were all yeah. the ones I liked the most.
0: You know, the only one they didn't give any attention to is Aureal Monsters. Oh
1: yeah, that's the one I was just thinking about. Is Areal Monsters? No, yeah. I would have liked to have known more about where that came from because, right? Yeah, def- I mean, because Crumb will forever be etched in my memory as like immediately disgusting to me, but then I was like, I like this guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a good watch, man. I would strongly recommend that. And it's cool just to know about, like, the level of integrity and stuff that that company had for so long. It was being run, um, I mean, mainly by women that were just making these choices about, like, no, mm-hmm. kids need entertainment. Kids need to have their intelligence respected and stuff. Yep. And we're not going to become a huge marketing platform. Like, they, they talked about, right. like, turning yeah. down merchandise offers and stuff, which, of, of course, eventually they they gave in. Um, but pretty amazing Definitely recommend it if you're a child of the 80s and 90s like we was. It was a really good time. But I'll tell Mm -hmm. you what, man. Something about all this chin wagon we've been doing here. I got tumbleweeds floating around in my palate. Can you hear them? They're just, it's dusty. Come over here. There's nether wells are coming. (laughs) Dust bowls coming in. I got to get myself a cold beer in my face. You mind if I just crack me a cold one? I crack you a cold one. I'll tell you what I'm cracking into as well. A Slim Jim? This right here, I'm cracking into a Slim Jim. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. drink a Jim. Oh, a Slender gross. James. Wouldn't it be cool if they did like an upgraded, like, this is our free range beef organic line called Slender James.
1: That would be cool, honestly. I, You know what? If Slim Jims were made of higher quality stuff, that'd be great. I Slim Jims are, I have not had one since I was a kid, but that like salty, spicy taste, I'd love that in a high quality.
0: I remember it very well. Yes, it's true. I'm having myself a Zool Beer Company beer here. It's called It's a School Night. This is their Italian-style Pilsner. I picked this up from Cork's Wine and Spirits in the Old City. Uh, It's a 5.1 ABV, just a pretty middle-of-the-road light guy. This beer right here, you didn't have this when you were at Zool, did you? No, I didn't. I don't think so. Oh, my God, dude. It's become, like, one of my absolute favorite, like, meal beers. It's just... It's just beer flavored. It's yeah. like a little bit hoppy, but it's light and it's crispy. And oh, man, it just pairs really, really great with food, man. I think the first time I had it, I was having a burrito and it just set it off. This just seems like a good light boy to have during the show here, because as soon as we're done, I'm going to go hit the gym and do some bike presses. I do this this workout where I actually yeah. lift up the exercise bike.
1: Yeah, just lift that up. huh? Yeah. <laughs> I like to eat the weights.
0: Oh, eating the weights? That's a good move.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you eat the weights, you get real big.
0: Sweaty. Wow, that'll put on some mass, huh? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I currently <laughs> weigh
0: 5,000 pounds.
1: My bones <laughs> are crushed to powder.
0: <laughs> wow, that's really impressive. I got to try that out sometime.
1: Uh, I, We were talking about our little Zool trip. I didn't even mention how great. Uh, the, the one I had with the, the Urban Artifact or Untitled Art, that was great. But they also had one that was made with Malbec grapes, that was so fucking amazing. I like it tasted like one. red wine, but Ooh. it was beer. It was amazing.
0: Damn, I missed that one.
1: Yeah, so good. That did it Zool make you start singing UB40
0: songs in your head? Red red wine. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I hate UB40. I hate UB40 UB so. much. That's the
1: only song I know. What are? Did they have other songs?
0: Nah, it's just that one.
1: <laughs> They're like,
0: white, white, wine. They should do white wine. Yeah. That's a good point. Rosé wine. <laughs> <They're> just, <laughs> yeah,
1: they go through every type of wine.
0: What if there's also a version where they get sent to jail and it's, toilet, wine. <laughs> well, that would be a country song, though yeah turlet wine turlet wine Mm, this beer i'm telling you i gotta get you one of these things sometime when we're down here in person it's just so fucking tasty this is one of those beers man i know i've been saying stuff like this lately but like if you don't like this you probably just don't like beer Ooh, like this just tastes like a good ass a beer drinker's beer you know
1: yeah I had a, I also had the other night a rocket pop sour that was suggested to me by uh, RDM because I was trying to stay low alcohol because I had to to drive back, and I I'll tell you this that thing tasted exactly like a rocket pop it was so delightful
0: good. so oh, man. good I love those man that's a really good quality popsicle rig right there that's right well you know Steve we had ourselves a little taste of normality. Getting together, seeing some friends, having a co-beer in the outdoors, mm-hmm. because, you know, we're kind of entering into this post-vaccination age here in the, in the Stites, over here in the Stites. In the Stites, yeah. And it's really kind of got me thinking about our return to normality. And of course, you know, I go into this, I'm super excited, I'm like, holy shit, yeah, I get to go do all the stuff that I used to do again. Awesome, fun. And then I said, wait a minute here, Buster. I call myself Buster in my head. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the name I gave myself It's Buster. (laughs) And I said to myself, Buster, don't you be getting too excited now. There's some things about returning to reality that I don't know if you's ready to face again, son. Okay. And I say, before we get on to the movie review, maybe we just stop in at the Preview Palace. Welcome to the Preview Palace Normality Edition. Very good. Sounded very normal, actually.
1: This is how I normally talk, guys. I change up my voice for the podcast. Hmm, perfectly average.
0: Good (laughs) stuff. And how about we talk about some of these things that we got to consider, for better or worse, that we're going to encounter as we re-enter normal reality, emerge from our quarantine cocoons, uh-huh. and become normal boy butterflies.
1: Normal boy <laughs> butterflies.
0: That's us. The normal boy butterflies. You know, here's the thing. Because this is a movie podcast, Uh huh. I've got to mention this because this is one of the first things that I thought about, especially because, you know, um, we walked by some theaters and stuff yesterday that are actually open. You can go see a movie right now. Holy shit. It's true. And I'm very excited to do that. Don't get me wrong. Right. But... After watching movies at home for over a year, two things I'm going to fucking miss them goddamn subtitles. Oh, yeah. And not being able to pause for a bathroom break. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, um, I mean, I, I, I felt this way before the pandemic, but I, I'd far prefer watching at home. You know, I get it. I, I get. Th- I get people's love of the movies because there's a very specific smell and feel, and you're out and you're about, and it's fun, and I do like that. Yeah. But if I'm if I'm gonna watch a movie that I actually really really care about, that's not like a huge actiony flick, like I'd love to see the MCU movies in the theater or like a Fast and Furious movie or John Wick. Those are yeah. Those are theater bait. That's where I want to be. But if it's like a movie I really care about, like I can't imagine if I saw The Witch in the theater
0: right yeah i get that yeah I, I. but
1: i mean we saw midsummer in the theater and i actually really liked it that way because it was so bright that was cool so oh, you yeah. know it, it always depends on the mood of the film for me but i always do just prefer it at home because what you just said subtitles man dude subtitles for real blow my mind i i used to hate them my wife and i were talking about this last night because i i watch everything with subtitles now but you do when we first got together, she insisted on it all the time and I hated them because it's all I can pay attention to. On yeah, the screen. dude. I get it, man. And I had to train myself to be able to pay attention to both, but now it's the only way
0: I can watch stuff. Same, dude. I go to other people's houses and they're not doing subtitles and stuff and I'm just like, <laughs> God, like, what did he say? Can you rewind <laughs> it? I missed what he said. And it's like, my hearing isn't that bad. Like, Even though I play music and stuff for a living, like, right. I've always worn earplugs and stuff. My hearing is pretty good still. But man, some people be hard to understand. Dude, if I was watching today's movie in the theater, yeah, I wouldn't have understood a fucking word of it.
1: Mm, I yeah, I would have had a lot of trouble I think with with some of the the party scenes and stuff. Oh parts. my god, like, I have dude. No idea what they would be. I but I watched it with subtitles, so like I, I don't know. Maybe cuz like you watch it with subtitles and it's like, yeah, that's what they're saying. Duh, of course. <laughs> but- <laughs> <laughs> If I had watched it without, I might have had some trouble.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. I do wish that there was a way to like normalize subtitles, because especially too, man, dude. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are legit hearing impaired, whether that means your hearing is yes. less than yeah. less than average or you are deaf.
1: Don't they? They have hearing impaired streamings or uh, like showings, don't they? At at the I think
0: so, but I don't know anything about it. Like, I don't, I don't know either. how that works. You know?
1: Yeah, I don't either.
0: But everybody should be able to go and enjoy a movie and understand what the fuck's happening on screen, so. 100%, yeah. Oh, man. You know what would be cool? Maybe one day they'll come up with something like, you know how like in airplanes, how they got the screens on the back of the seats? Yeah. Maybe they'll come up with something where you can have subtitles on the screen in front of you that's on the back of somebody's seat.
1: Oh, but that would be so bright. It would be like somebody with their phone on. Yeah. Uh, Yeah,
0: (laughs) never mind. Scratch that.
1: (laughs) Won't miss that either, but no. Yeah yeah Yeah. I think it'll be gosh because I'm on my phone way more after the pandemic than I ever was before so like I oh, guarantee yeah. it's gonna be a problem at first at movie dude, theaters people have been on no their phones kidding. for a year
0: yeah you're probably right there too man but yeah the lack of a pause and stuff like that too man like dude I've totally forgotten how to like conserve liquids whenever I'm in a movie theater where it's like okay oh, slow yeah. down now slow down yeah you cause make I it can just pause yeah. yeah
1: totally right <laughs> Who cares? Uh so Ben, we talked about it. We're excited. We're back in the gym. That's awesome. Hell that's yeah. the best. I love it. But it also does have uh its its negatives. And one of those at my gym is teenagers.
0: Ew, young people?
1: The teens, yeah.
0: Oh, that's disgusting. See, that's one of those things that like I don't think about because I go to like our little bougie you know, downtown <laughs> right. gym that we have down here. Yeah, where... I go to
1: the YMCA full of kids.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Dude. Yeah. Like at our gym, like maximum, there's like four people there usually. And they're all like around our age or older.
1: Right. That you That know? is better. Yeah. That would be so much better because I, at our gym there, there's the CrossFit garage where I go and work out and you're supposed to be over 14 to go in there but they don't actually have someone there enforcing that. So kids oh just my running. God. There. there were these kids the other day when I was working out two kids in like sandals and they had just been in the pool. So they were like still like kind of wet Gross. and they were like, we're going to uh, squat 220 pounds. And I my brain first said, save those children from themselves. <laughs> and then my brain went, not my fucking kids no because uh-huh. <laughs> some people get real pissed off if you yell at their kids so i i didn't intervene i did keep a watch on it because i knew they could hurt themselves they never got it up to actually even try it so i was yeah. like oh good good <laughs> but they could have hurt themselves terribly uh teenagers make dumb decisions and they really do
0: they really and do i don't that want to feel that parental responsibility when i'm at the gym no nah, man you don't want to be dealing with some kids busting in the room with their high tops and their pogs just throwing their slammers with their around boom
1: boxes like hey old man you don't
0: understand our music yeah they're called new kids on the block old yeah. kid they, and they say
1: like, whoa what about this and then i'd bust out some sweet dance moves and they'd be like
0: oh
1: you're a cool
0: old guy I like where this is going. This is good.
1: This is this good. Is, this is an 80s movie where I put together uh, a, a group of teens for a weightlifting competition. Duh. Yeah. Sounds
0: great. And then you prove that you're cool by listening to Bruno Mars.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then we have a dance, uh, a sing-along dance thing at the end to a Bruno Mars song, and Bruno Mars shows up. This is good. Yeah, this is good. Anybody want Sorry. to buy that? <laughs> we can animate it if you need to.
0: I'll <laughs> <laughs> say it's worth it just to be back in the gym throwing around some heavy things. It's a good thing.
1: Yeah, it is. It's, uh, yeah, it's not really that big a deal, but yeah, they're definitely that, uh, there's definitely that going on at my gym. What else, what else is, what else is back to normal and kind of frustrating, Ben?
0: Man, I'll tell you this. One thing that I have done without for the past, you know, year and a half almost that I plan on continuing to do without the fucking handshake. Must we, must I rub my palm all over your palm just because I saw you? You don't know where I've been. I don't know where you've been. And dude, <laughs> I'm telling you, people are fucking gross. I see what people do with those hands. I know where they've been, and I don't right. want them anywhere near my mitts. I keep my mitts pristine.
1: I'll shake the shit out of a hand. Gross. I'll love it. I'll hug nope. everybody. I don't give a damn. Let's get all gross. You can get me
0: in for a hug. Like, that's one of those things that I'm going to call, like, a silver lining. We can get in for a hug. That Because I shakes, guess your chest
1: doesn't touch a lot of weird shit. Hands no. are specifically gross. That is a good point.
0: Exactly, because that's the thing, man. You shake somebody's hand... Some fucking dumbass just shook hands with somebody else that didn't wash their right. hands after they used the bathroom, and then you get something in your eye, and you poke your finger in your eye, or you, you get, get something in your guy. tooth or whatever. Oh, my God. You get pink mouth? Pink All these mouth. things. Oh, just damn. Just terrible. <laughs> God damn. It's not for me. It's not for me. None of this handshake too, two, man. And two, I don't know, man. It's one of those things that you never know, because like in my handshake hey uh, heydays, uh-huh. I like to give a firm handshake. It's a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But every now and then you meet some people with some delicate hands and you hear some some crunching and cracking and you feel real bad about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely accidentally uh, hurt someone's shoulder not knowing
0: that Mm -hmm. they had a delicate shoulder.
1: But hey, man, don't reach out to shake
0: someone's hand. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) it's that, you know, it's kind of on you at that point, Yeah, Buster.
1: Yeah anyway yeah okay i can see i could see that being a tough one to get back into for sure because yeah, yeah let the
0: handshake go Ugh.
1: i <laughs> so while we were out the other day it was my first real like go into a public restroom and uh somebody else is in there type of moment and he didn't he didn't wash his hands and he had just poopied and oh my
0: god that's what i'm talking about man yeah
1: Yeah, also it was funny because I didn't know he was in there. When I walked in, I was like, ugh, smells like shit in here. (laughs) And he was in the stall shitting, so he heard me. Oh boy, that was fun. (laughs) Awkwardness, I didn't miss that. I didn't miss human awkwardness. But it's also, it it makes for funny stories, for sure.
0: Dude, that's one of those ones that I'm going to need to really polish up on, too. That's on my list. It's just, how do people... How to just generally socialize Mm -hmm. and talk to each other like normal people? Although honestly, I think that like part of the awkwardness for the past you know year or so in peopling is that it's just like, hey, what have you been doing? Nothing. 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 Oh, me,
1: me as well. Did you watch a thing?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I watched it too. I know. Yeah. I saw it on Facebook because you talked about it already. I already know your opinion about it, so there's kind of no point of right. having this conversation. <laughs> yeah, like that's been our lives, and yep. it's just like God, this is this is tough to do. But you know, hopefully, with everybody uh, getting vaccinated, and getting out, and doing some things and stuff like that, we'll actually have some things to talk about again, and it'll make people easier. I think.
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I I truly hope so. And I I mean, we're still low on those vaccine numbers in a lot of states including our
0: own. Ugh, I know, man. I think we're at like 36%. Yeah. It's, it's pathetic, man. It's like, it dude, it's there if you want it. Fucking go get it.
1: So, we're we're still going to be seeing hospitalizations and stuff, but it's oh, yeah. just that we we're safer. Um Yeah. It's unfortunate, but uh it, it is nice. If you if you are vaccinated, you have vaccinated friends, hang out we it, it's wonderful
0: yes it's a good what thing
1: man i didn't miss though about being outside ben was cigarette smoke
0: ew gross all these smokies yeah. out in public why they gotta yeah. be smoking at us man
1: i don't i don't know I, it was one of those things that like i just kept smelling it all night and it was um it, i i wish i could escape it yeah, I wish it was I know, like an man. option to escape it, to just not have to deal with it. I understand people have their freedoms to do whatever they want. That's of up course. to you.
0: Totally I up to you. I just wish
1: I could get away from it.
0: Yeah. I wish that you wouldn't make the choice for me. Because that's the right. thing, dude, is like I have such a long family history of people's health falling to pieces because they've smoked tobacco and stuff their entire life. Yeah. And so as a result of that, I've made the decision. To not smoke. Yeah. And it's extremely, extremely unfair for smokers in big shared public spaces to change my decision for me and be like, never mind, you're inhaling this whether you want to or not. And I realize, man, it's like, I know we've already pissed off like a million people by even saying that. (laughs) I know. Any time I fucking make a post or anything about people smoking and all that jazz, people get really fucking mad about it. I get it. but It's just not fair
1: okay so i this I, this is twofold here and we'll talk about it but this is like for over a year been wearing a mask and yeah. not having to worry about what my face is doing under the mask true yeah and now in public one may hear another's very shitty opinion and my face is not used to hiding disdain.
0: Ah, I see. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it became apparent uh, when a person was telling me that uh, the police told them not to give homeless people money, uh, that um, my face was saying, oh, what the fuck? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I couldn't hide it at all, and it was apparent that that person noticed, and um, I got to work
0: on that. (laughs) I get that entirely. It's like, it's really hard to, like, hide those emotions when you're used to just, like, getting them out because nobody can see your face anyway, so who cares, you know? See, Mm -hmm. like, I kind of have the the opposite problem of that where, okay, I've kind of, like, trained myself over the past year of like mask wearing that whenever I conversate with people because I know they can't see the bottom part of my face Right. my eyes do a lot of the heavy lifting. I work them eyebrows Ah, and eyes and stuff Mm -hmm. to tell people how I'm feeling about what they're saying. Hey, what's up? I'm nice. Oh good, bad, oh I'm sad, Mm -hmm. like whatever. It's like the eyes are doing all the work and I think that like whenever I start going out without a mask on and seeing people and hanging out with people I'm gonna be looking like Like, you remember whenever they they took all the, like, old stage actors and put them in silent movies, but their expressions were, like, way too big because they were used to acting on a stage? Yeah. I think that's what I'm going to look like. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Old Crazy Eyes Eller, they'll
1: call me. They'll call him Crazy Eyes Eller. Yeah, I... There's also, like, the issue of the mask, because, like, here in Knox County, they've basically released all restrictions, so it's up to each individual business... Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, I would just wear a mask, obviously going into any store. Yeah. But then, uh, say last night I was walking in a particular grocery store and only two of the employees were wearing masks. Yeah. Uh, which render, I mean, it renders the masks useless. (laughs) Yeah. Like the mask then is just a sign of like, I, I respect everyone else here.
0: Yeah, i'm trying to give a shit
1: yeah so i'm wearing the mask and i'm like well who who is this for in the end like what where are we gonna get with this because like it's gonna keep spreading people aren't getting the vaccine they're also not wearing the masks that's it's gonna continue to spread that's just going to happen yeah um and yeah at a certain point i feel like People are going to start getting mad at people. I've already seen this online, people getting mad at people for still wearing masks.
0: Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, ACDC said you ain't got to wear a mask no more.
1: You ain't got to wear a mask (laughs) no more!
0: (laughs) Yeah, I get that, man. It's just like, what is is the etiquette exactly? Yeah, I don't know. This is kind of like uncharted water for us as yeah. as a society and everything. And I'll put it this way. Like, I don't fucking care. I've been doing this for a year and I'm yeah, not complaining it's fine once. with I me. I don't care. It's totally, totally fine. And there's, Absolutely. There's some businesses in town that are still just like, nope, no mask, no service. Like, yeah. we have them in here uh, for free if you want them or whatever.
1: Our liquor store is like that. Yeah. That's why we go to them.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's totally fine. And dude, like, if I'm at a big public grocery store or something like that, you know, even if they don't have a mask mandate or anything, I still do it because... Yeah. Dude, I mean, there are some people out there that do too allergic reactions and stuff like that maybe they can't have the vaccine yeah like maybe they want to get it and they we still can't have because to protect they have an allergy. vulnerable people that's what i'm saying and it's totally fine it's not a big deal to me at all they still have to fucking grocery shop yeah and but if, if it's I'm just there, three
1: of us wearing a mask and the rest yeah. of the store not what's the point it's yeah, like how's it
0: working exactly it's
1: just so defeating to be walking around in a mask and knowing like wow i these people just don't care they don't yeah. care right if right right these other people get sick
0: yeah i know man it's tricky it's one of those you know things that we've just not really figured out yet but we're gonna have to but that yeah. kind of brings to mind one thing that i'm definitely not looking forward to that i have sidestepped so well for the past year or so fucking getting sick
1: yeah Yeah, I'm right right now having like sinus issues, you know, because uh, it's it's uh, it's everything's in bloom right now, Uh, and I'm outside way more
0: than I was last spring, dude. I know, like as soon as we got back from our, our little beach vacation and our our vaccines were fully active and stuff, it was like, all right, let's go out, let's get out, let's be outside, let's see some people, blah blah blah, and. I got the same, like, allergy beat down. Yep. Like, they've been having, like, air quality alerts and shit in Knoxville and stuff lately. And, man, like, I just got destroyed. My fucking allergies are going crazy. I'm still kind of congested and stuff right now. And that kind of reminded me of, like, how much it fucking sucks to be sick.
1: Yes, it's the worst. So, again, reasons to keep wearing the masks. Let's just... Right? You know, if we're going out in public trying to show off her face, trying to get laid or whatever, okay, I, I get you need that face out. But, like, in regular life, like, there's so many instances where you can just respect other Because those people aren't going out to clubs. The people who need to be wearing masks, if they are, I mean, that's, at a certain point, it's on you. At a certain point, everybody can't be responsible for, for one individual who won't take responsibility for themselves. Right. But, it's so much easier to just keep wearing the mask because we can prevent some illness. The flu yeah. last year we had twenty three thousand cases, total is
0: non-existent. Crazy. Yeah.
1: So, man, I think I think it should stick around for a while. I, but again, I think it's all it, now it, it's a political statement and people are gonna get mad about it. Yep,
0: that's right, man. Sucks, dude. Yep. And you know, one other thing that is kind of coming to mind that like I'm excited about, but not excited about. I'm so excited just to be able to like meet friends at a fucking restaurant and sit down and share a meal and and talk and stuff like that. But I will say in the very few like dining experiences that I've had in a restaurant over the past year or so, probably only like maybe three or four times in the entire year, I actually ended up eating in somewhere. It was so nice having the tables like super spaced out right? and not being seated like back to back with people and not having to like wait on a table and shit like that. Uh I know this is such a fucking first world complaint, but it was kind of nice there for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) I see. I got
1: it. Yeah. Basically, you're saying restaurants should be bigger and have more empty space.
0: (laughs) Yeah. For me specifically. For you individually yeah okay. very understandable i think that if i go into any <laughs> establishment and explain yep. it to them they'll be like yeah i see it i got I it i got sure. it
1: I got it. you're right we'll shut down for some remodeling <laughs> no 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 we'll be back we'll be back we're shutting down we right insist. now we though insist. to remodel for this man who just walked in yeah exactly this is sarcasm <laughs> asshole <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i haven't eaten anywhere but i can imagine that would be nice uh to, to just have more space, especially in places like, you know, Stock and Barrel. I love that place here in Luck. Knoxville, but it is
0: close. It is a tightly, tightly situated place in there. It's a very narrow hallway and mm-hmm. you're just kind of piled up on top of people in there. I mean, it's great, though.
1: It is great, though. Yeah, but it's a type of place that I'm, you know, not
0: excited to get back to
1: because mm-hmm. of that
0: cramped feeling. Oh, yeah. The claustrophobia. Ooh. Yep. Let me ask you this, Steve. Yeah. Have you ever gotten in a car? Yes. And had it take you an inordinately long time to get from place to place because there's other people in their cars at the same time?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the time. I've done this.
0: This is known as traffic. Are you sure it's not traffic? Um, it comes from the Latin traffic. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's right. Because really, there's not been that many people out on the road, and now there's a lot, because people are going back into their offices and commuting and going to places and stuff like that. And especially that true. now that I live in a big city, I'll tell you, this wasn't a problem I had in Dandridge, Tennessee. No. I'm getting back to spending a lot of time just sitting in the car, waiting on the traffic. But hey, I'll tell you this, silver lining. Okay. Give me some time to catch up on all those podcasts and stuff. I have been... A very bad podcast listener for the past year because I think a lot of
1: people have right and isn't and it amazing? And I'm like mad we, about it. I'm punishing you right now. Yeah, you sit yeah. in the corner.
0: You you go think about what you've done.
1: Yeah, it's it's not fun. I didn't miss that. <laughs> I really yeah, yeah. wish we had public transportation solutions so there were fewer cars on the road. That would make
0: a lot of sense. It seems yes, like a it a pretty would. solid idea in my mm-hmm. opinion. But in the meantime, I'll enjoy catching up on all my favorite shows of course a lot of podcasts took you know a lot of the year off because they couldn't do distance or they couldn't yeah. be in the room with each other and stuff like that understandably but um, there us, are though. a handful of pot yeah we, we, we kicked that fucking kept it real man mm-hmm. and it's also amazing too that you know in a time period where a lot of people weren't listening to podcasts like our reach and our group and stuff our little community that we built has still grown like tremendously that's fucking awesome
1: great. it has been awesome man i uh that is one thing we were talking about on the Friday night screaming chat which we do every Friday night where we Ooh. watch a movie usually a bad movie on YouTube unless the last drive in is going on shutter when we watch the last drive in and we just chat on Discord the Friday night screaming chat's not going anywhere because we were doing it for years before so Hell yeah. if you're worried about that don't worry nothing bad is ever going to happen you're welcome all are welcome
0: all are welcome yes indeed <laughs> So that's about it for us. I want to know what your all's aspects of society you are excited or not excited about returning to. So let us know about those over on the Facebook group where we're always having ourselves a good chat, sharing a funny meme, and eating hot chip.
1: Yeah, we do that. We eat hot chip. We lie. That's us.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So let us know about that over on the Facebook group. But now... It is time to get into the meat. We're going to sink our teeth into that meat. You got to eat that meat of the podcast. Eat that meat. Eat that meat. Get those Dead games. Eat that meat. That's a shirt. <laughs> That's a definitely a shirt right there. Yes. It is. Right? Definitely. Eat that meat. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're here today to talk about Dead Man's Shoes, which is a movie what came out of the UK around Oh, wasn't it about a 2004, wasn't it?
1: It it was. It was. It was, um, in fact, in October of 2004. And um, let me tell you, Ben, I didn't know anything about this movie. I Oi, me neither. I've only heard about it from people in the Facebook group. And uh, there was a lot of, like, rants and raves about it. So I I was excited to watch it. But this was in the bowl for a long time Uh, Luca Mokliak had had put it in the bowl and I was kind of like well I'll I'll wait until we actually get to doing that to to watch it and boy I really 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 like this
0: movie I'll tell you this if I went to a coffee shop and there was a drink on the menu called a Luca Mokliak, I'm fucking ordering it that sounds like a delicious coffee
1: ooh that sounds delicious it comes out it's just a, a glass of milk Ooh, delightful. But it's milk from, from the Clockwork Orange universe, so it's got, like, meth in it.
0: Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds expensive. Is it is it pricey? Uh, yeah, it's like 20 bucks, but mm. you're going to be,
1: like, way fucked up and full of milk, so that's good. Oh,
0: my God, man. Yeah. Ready just to uh, to go out and display some old ultraviolence, huh?
1: Yeah, the fun stuff from Clockwork Orange. Oh man, that's what a rough a movie. movie. Rough movie, yeah. Right there.
0: Yeah, this is one that has been in the bowl for a while, and I've heard people on our group and stuff mention this movie very many times. And when we announced it, there was a lot of people being like, "Oh fuck yeah, I'm so excited for you guys to do this movie." I uh, I went into it completely blind. I don't think we even watched a trailer for it or anything. We just knew yeah, this is what we we're going to be watching so we rented it on i believe on amazon and put it on the amazon mm-hmm. and uh man spoilers this is a really fucking good movie and also spoilers we are going to spoil this movie and talk about it in depth so don't let us yeah ruin this movie for you by revealing some of the coolest parts about definitely it worth just watching yeah definitely worth watching um especially if you like movies like taxi driver Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. What are some other like parallels you would kind of compare this to? I don't know. It's kind of a revenge movie in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, it's it a revenge
1: like... movie. It's it's got you know elements of slasher, I would say, but yeah, it's uh, also exploitation ish. Uh, also, some black comedy. We'll talk about all this, but it, it's yeah. it's unique in in a lot of ways, though. I think you're right, though, on Taxi Driver, similar to that. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's it's um. You don't want it spoiled for you, I don't think.
0: No, and you do want to watch this movie. Yes, it's it's very, very good.
1: Yeah, but you you want to have subtitles as well, though.
0: (laughs) Yes, you'll want to watch this as those subtitles on blast, man. And it's not exactly a horror movie. I mean, again, there's there's elements of it that are kind of horror-ish, but it's like there's not a monster. You're not going to be like scared watching this. There is a lot of intensity. There is a monster. yeah, kind of. Yeah, he,
1: he even calls himself that. Yeah,
0: true, true. But, Man uh, is the greatest monster. I,
1: I, well, and also he does supernatural things, um, like things that slashers can do. Basically, like appear in places where he shouldn't be.
0: Mm-hmm. He's a bit
1: Jason, a not he? He's got some Jason qualities to him. So, like, I I think there's an argument for this having horror elements, but it, yeah, I wouldn't fit it. I wouldn't fit it into the horror genre.
0: It's just got a little spot of voice, doesn't it? <laughs> it's just,
1: it's just the, you're just doing the same accent. You're not even close to their accent.
0: <laughs> no, it's the same. It's the same accent.
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm
0: nailing it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's again, kind of a crime revenge movie with some horror elements to it. It's, it's fringe horror, I would call it. It's on the fringe of it's horror. It's on the fringe. It
1: is. And it's, it's, um, yeah, I mean, uh, as we said, uh, spoilers past this point. Yeah. It's, it's also got the supernatural element of Anthony, uh, who is the, the brother of Richard. Richard, Patty Considine, Anthony is Toby Kebbell, and uh, he uh Anthony is mentally challenged and he is dead. He had, he, we see him talking to Richard throughout, but we also see flashbacks of Uh, these guys that Richard is after mistreating Anthony and slowly it's revealed that they like filled him full of LSD and then like fake hung him and then left him alone in a place he was scared to be and then he hung himself
0: yeah yeah
1: like the the movie has this supernatural element going but you can also say like actually you know because he says in his, like, final speech, like, he hears his voice in his head. Like, so yeah. it's maybe just more of a representation of what's going on in Richard's head and less of an actual, like, physical manifestation. But for the audience watching, it's a physical manifestation.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say is, like, is is Anthony in this movie a a ghost that only Richard can see? Or mm. is Anthony... you know, even a result of the kind of trauma and stuff that Richard went through in in the war. We never exactly find out what happened with Richard when he was in the military. We just know from other people that he came back different than he was when he left. So it seems like he's been through some kind of shit. They never talk about it. They never go into it at all. It would be
1: uh, he went to Iraq or Afghanistan. so. That's the shit he's been through, the the shit of being a part of a, a absolutely unjust war. Oh my god! So right. that uh, I I assume that's what they're going for, and he he's yeah he's a paratrooper, he's yeah he's probably done some and seen some very fucked up shit, but yeah. uh, it, it's also made him uh, uniquely qualified to get revenge for his brother.
0: <laughs> yeah, to be a cold blooded. <laughs> yes motherfucker dude i'm telling you man patty how do you say his last name patty Considine. Considine.
1: i think i mean i knew a person with that last name and that's how they pronounced it i i I didn't check for his pronunciation maybe Considine.
0: okay right on dude this guy i believe he also like wrote the screenplay for the movie or something right
1: yeah yeah and he he's a, a director and like reading up on his movies i i want to check them out uh yeah he's a yeah obviously good writer uh amazing actor like he he really just he he's good at being scary in this and i've seen him in other stuff yes. like he he's uh um, you know in hot fuzz where he's being goofy mm-hmm. uh he's in uh born ultimatum as uh the that journalist where he's being like super scared so like mm. the fact that he can be so scary and frightening in this like he has this huge range Yes, he does.
0: Really great. He's incredible in this movie, dude. And he legit reminds me of a lot of people that I have met that have come back from military service and been through some shit. And they might not even look like, you know, on the exterior, he doesn't even look like all that intimidating or scary. Like, he's not, like, seven feet tall and fucking jacked like Batista with tattoos on his face. Like, he doesn't look like a stone-cold killer. But you can pick it up in his demeanor right? and the way that he addresses people and the way that he looks at people that this guy has just had, you know, a switch flipped inside. Yeah. Um, man so he's alive. He's so fucking cold. He's great in this, dude. That scene. Absolutely. Where he's confronting, um, what's the lead drug dealer guy's name? Sonny. Sonny. He's confronting him and he like shows him his hand and he's like, you see this? You're right here. You're in here. Like in the palm of his hand fuck man it's like yeah. there is no doubt in this movie that he's going to kill all these fucking guys and i even think that like the drug dealer guys know it like they seem like oh we're fucked there is yeah. no fighting this guy we're fucked
1: yeah that's why when sunny says we're just gonna have to go shoot him like even though uh, i mean i think Toff is the only one who's like wait what everybody else yeah. is kind of like i guess that is what has to happen like they know if they don't kill him, he's going to kill them.
0: And that entire premise is essentially what the movie is based around. I mean, like you said, uh, Richard was in the war while he was gone. These people mistreated his brother. He comes back from the war and then he goes about fucking beating ass immediately. <laughs> he takes up residence in an old abandoned farm that's on the outskirts of town and stuff. And I like that the movie is kind of told in this day one, day two, day three kind of narrative too, yeah. where it's like, It's very much like today, he did this to them. The next day, he went further. And the thing about it is, is like, he doesn't just kill them. Like, I feel like if this was like an American movie, it would be him popping off headshots left and right and very like John Wicky, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But because this is in the UK and there's not, you know, a gun every fucking six feet like there is here in the States. Right. Man, he just fucks with them. And he's also using things like hammers and like uh-huh. just household objects to implement his uh his rage on these people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and um he he lets them know he he can get to them before he even kills them. Like he right. he's playing a game. Yeah. You want like I said this to you when I was texting you that like you could compare him to Jigsaw and show that that this is why Jigsaw sucks because this guy He's playing games with people who, like, at, they don't deserve death. But in his twisted vision, they definitely do. Like, they they've done something horrendous. Mm-hmm. They they not only mistreated this kid, they orchestrated his rape and then, you know, basically led to him killing himself. Like, yeah, they they deserve punishment from his worldview and it's it's not this jigsaw thing where he's just randomly chosen people uh and also the way that you can find your way into his head you can find your way into seeing the way he sees it even if you disagree even if you think like no he shouldn't do this this is not correct you can see his emotion see his connection see how he's been warped and feel for him in a way that and you don't actually really feel for the people being killed at all
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it goes out of its way to show you just what a bunch of fucking pieces of shit these guys are
1: yeah they well they they definitely like they don't care about anyone they fully mistreated anthony for no reason like they i you could see how Sonny is like the ring leader, but they're all going along along with it, and that's kinda of what the movie hinges on yeah is is the the Mark character who, even though he feels bad about it, doesn't want it to happen, he doesn't do
0: anything right dude that that Mark character kind of surprised me too because. This is one of those rare cases of, like, introducing a new character in the third act, and it actually works.
1: Yeah, works really well. Because we see him in the flashbacks, like, sort of.
0: Yeah, he's never It'll the focal show him,
1: point. Yeah, but he's never the focal point until we learn about him, and then we start seeing what he did in those flashbacks, which is nothing. Which is, yeah. like, each of the people get punished for what they did, basically. For the full participation in it, you get death for being a coward you have to live with what you've done and Mm -hmm. further have to live with you've now murdered me (laughs) like yeah right that that final like because it it's it it is some genius writing i think that like the arc is there because in the beginning he's talking in his head i guess to anthony about how god will forgive these people Uh, Once he's killed them. Yeah. So basically like he He
0: can't live with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like basically opening. Yeah. He's, he's delivering the judgment and they'll get their retribution. And in the end, he is confessing all his sins to Mark and then taking his supposed retribution from his worldview. Like he's now he's confessed his sins and now made Mark kill him. And now he's no longer, this monster and he can go to heaven hopefully like
0: right yeah yeah
1: it's just a well done arc for a character who is bad he's a bad guy
0: yeah and that speaks a lot for just the message of accountability which i think is something that i i've never really seen explored in a in a revenge type flick because typically in revenge movies everybody that's getting revenged is a horrible person that has done horrible things and directly right. contributed to whatever is causing the person to enact revenge on them. Whereas this guy was just kind of like there and he didn't stop anything. He didn't say no. I mean, he's yeah. essentially he's essentially the cops that stood there while George Floyd was getting fucking tortured on the street. Exactly. Killed, you, you, know? you,
1: you could do something at any time, but you didn't.
0: It's, but you it's, didn't.
1: Yeah, it's full cowardice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly, man. And it shows you that like... You know, I think it's an interesting punishment that he decided to enact on Mark. He didn't just kill him. He made him live the rest of his life with the fact that he killed Richard. Yeah. Because he didn't do anything to keep Anthony from getting killed. And that might cost him everything. I mean, we're shown that Mark is like a family guy. He's got kids and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. This might cost him absolutely everything. All because even though he wasn't the one that gave anthony drugs or any of the other terrible stuff that happened to him he still let it happen and that's something that i think a lot of people don't understand and i remember being in those situations you know like when you're a kid whenever your friends are doing something that you know is fucked up Uh and maybe even you're not participating but you're still not leaving and you're still not stopping it you're still guilty like you're still taking part in it by not stopping it
1: yeah and it's i mean like we also see there's one other person there that is the the woman who unfortunately is a part of one of the only times i think i've ever seen a double rape scene right where they like force her to have people sex being with involved
0: are being raped yeah Ugh that was just a grody a grody scene it didn't feel very exploitive like it didn't feel like it was just like now's the time to show off a hot lady during this nasty rape scene like it felt like nobody wants to do this this is bad yeah you know it didn't feel exploitive is how i would say it right and and
1: she doesn't receive punishment like she is being coerced she is being forced she unlike mark isn't just standing by entirely she is being coerced by the uh, drugs, uh, by Sunny being abusive toward her, et cetera. Like she's not being actively involved in this, and then gets out after they've made this happen, mm-hmm. uh, and before they, you know, fill him full of LSD and lead him to kill himself. Like it, it, it's interesting his his sense of like right and wrong and retribution it's 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 established it's like really clear you know it's warped it's uh it's a bad way to live life but it it's there throughout the story we get drawn into his worldview and begin to sympathize with him yeah very much and then you see mark and you see his family and you sympathize with them and it's like oh no what is how does this go like right yeah the ending is just i don't like the way i i thought of it is it's it's beautifully bleak like it is is. bleak but it's not like a snyder movie type of bleak it's Mm -hmm. like super thought out and played out exactly how it would be and it kind of really captures the human element perfectly so at the end you, you feel bad and whatnot but it's also like wow that was Really
0: amazing. <laughs> right. I felt really ambiguous at the end of this movie where yeah. I was like, I feel like this has a true moral ambiguity here where through a lot of the movie, I mean, you found yourself rooting for Richard right. and him exacting vengeance on these obviously shitty, terrible people for what they did to his, uh, to his brother. Who's just an innocent. Yeah. And then even at the end of the movie there, whenever he's talking with Mark and everything at that, uh, that abandoned like castle, Richard even kind of does a bit of a turn where he talks about how he was ashamed of his brother and he does, like, a really cruel, mocking impression of the way that his brother spoke and stuff. And you're like, oh, dude. Yeah, like, I mean, listen. You kind of suck, too. Ugh. He's
1: not he's not a good person, but that's what he's saying at the end is that, that Mark was supposed to be a monster and that he realizes he is the monster. That, like, mm-hmm. he's exacted this revenge, but that he he also didn't really treat his brother well yeah like you know it's not like it's like he sees that mark stood by but also like he stood by he didn't treat his brother well he did like this this relationship we've seen with him and his brother throughout the movie is fake we don't Mm -hmm. know what their relationship was like
0: that's true you're talking about all the interactions between him and and ghost anthony it's like who knows really how they acted well in their lives before richard we
1: the one indication where they're talking about how um richard was really good uh at uh soccer football mhm yeah. uh and he talks about him holding the other kids hands you know it's a pretty it's a tradition uh among footballers to like hold a kid's hand when they come out uh it's like yay! Hey, i'm a fan of this person and i'm holding their hand but he talks about that and he says but you never held my hand mm and <laughs>
0: That's that scene is so fucking good when they're sitting like back to back. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah,
1: kind of a good indication that maybe he wasn't good to Richard or to Anthony either, and that's what he's right. realizing in the end, and like realizing he's probably far worse than Mark. I mean, right, but Mark's still getting his punishment.
0: Right, and it kind of makes you realize too that you know his his hatred of these people and the way they treated his brother is kind of a reflection of his own hatred of himself for treating his brother that way in life. And now that he's gone, it's too late to change that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a real heavy ending. And then he just wants to be dead and take it, take his, you know, be done with this because he knows he's going to kill more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, like, the indication is when he says that, it shows us flashes of him playing with those kids that mm-hmm. he's going to go kill Mark's kids and probably his wife, like...
0: Yeah, dude, when those kids show up that. with, like, the gas mask and the knife... Yeah. And you're like, fuck, man. Like, this is... I mean, he so far, he's been killing shitty fucking creeps and shit like this, and you're just like, yeah, whatever, he's killing the bad guys, you know, just right. traditional movie shit. And then you're like man he might murder these fucking children yeah who had literally nothing to do with this <laughs> like yeah ugh. but that's the thing is like i kind of get the impression that you know a- again like richard and his relationship with his brother maybe wasn't even that great right and he's just so broken from the shit that he's been through like he's a very disturbed broken person as a result mm-hmm. of whatever the fuck happened yeah and this is just like all right I've got nothing left to live for. I might as well fucking kill these guys. And there
1: is reason enough in my own warped worldview to kill them. So. Yeah. But as he kills them, as it continues, there becomes more and more reason to kill. And, it, yeah, it's because the first kill that happens, we don't even see. And we have no idea exactly how it happened, but there was there was an axe involved, I said. Yeah.
0: Yeah, a lot of the kills kinda happen off screen. Like this yeah. isn't like a like I was kind of expecting this to go like kill list where like yes. some of the gore and brutality is just oh, right can't wait in your face. We do that and just, movie. That one's oh awesome. my god, man. <laughs> Dude, like but some of the violence in that movie is just so explicit and in your face. Like, I mean, one of the first things we see is this motherfucker walking around with a hammer and I'm like Yeah, oh, oh man, this something going? terrible is about to happen um but actually a lot of the violence happens off screen there's not really and i suspect honestly it's probably a budgetary thing yeah probably um, there's not a lot of on-screen violence we see some aftermath but there's a little bit of blood and stuff like that and there's that man that super creepy like body stuffed in that suitcase yes that that's that J- weird that's
1: jason right there that's exactly right? what i was saying is he's got these jason qualities to him he how what did he Myers find that guy really like how did he find tuff <laughs> like yeah. that guy just started walking in opposite direction and somehow he found him killed him and stuffed him in a uh, suitcase like yeah it, he's got some supernatural and like you know he he gets into the, all these places really without us seeing so it gives you that like supernatural vibe of how did he do this but it yeah like you're right the kills are pretty much off screen until we get to the scene where he uh just dumps all the drugs he stole from them uh, which I believe was cocaine and ecstasy
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then puts it into their kettle so that when they go to make their pot noodle and tea uh, they, <laughs> they ingest uh, insane amounts of cocaine and ecstasy and then like all throughout this all throughout this movie there is comedy there's a, a good bit uh and and that's Probably because the original script started as a black comedy. Right. Um but there's just like comedic elements. Like the fact that they drive around that little Citroen uh two C V that's like oh my tiny. God, dude. And there's like five of the big men in this tiny little car. Like, yeah,
0: looking not scary at all. And this thing, dude, it's like it's like rolling around those those turns and stuff and just swaying like crazy. Like, yeah. It's like a fucking clown car. And, and I feel like It's got like, like
1: a, a little face
0: on the front. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it's so silly. But I feel like there's a lot of stuff in this movie that is made to reinforce these guys obviously as clowns.
1: Yes. Yeah, the he puts clown makeup on one of them, uh, you know, uh, dyes another one's hair, puts that like cool like target design and then knob knob
0: (laughs) so good man but it's also just like i was near enough to you to do this stuff and i didn't kill you yeah your day is coming
1: yeah yeah i mean that's the title dead man's shoes like they're they are in dead man's shoes the moment he walks into town it it doesn't matter how long it takes him or whatever they're gonna get killed
0: But also in a way, Richard is also walking around in dead man's shoes because he knows at the end of this is the end of him as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He is yeah, he has no plans of continuing. This is yeah, this is a suicide mission. So why that's why one of the reasons why he's not scared at all. Because if they do kill him, so
0: Yeah, that was the plan anyway. Yeah. So who cares? Yeah, you're right. That's that's part of his absolute fearlessness this entire movie. It's like you realize that, you know, while you're watching it the first time. It looks like confidence, yeah, but in the end it's because he knew there was no getting out anyway, so fuck it, doesn't matter, which to him. God damn, it's so bleak, and that's the thing about this movie, too, man. It's like thinking back on it the next day, I was thinking about all the serious stuff and all the dark stuff and all the bleak stuff, and then I was like. But there was a lot of funny shit in there. Like I said, the card, the fucking clown stuff, even like them
1: on drugs when I was going to say, yeah, in the bathroom. This is very like this is where you can tell that it's like some combo of ecstasy and cocaine because he's shitting his brains out. If you if you take cocaine like uh, orally, it can cause some diarrhea. Really? They're all just hanging out in the bathroom together staying close very ecstasy style and they're all just jibber jabbering a lot very cocaine and ecstasy style
0: they're just running a hundred miles an hour dude that one guy's like in the bath the other guy's taking a shit while holding a samurai sword because they've they've armed themselves up with whatever they could find with some all
1: ninja shit it's like yeah it's so like they're not going to be able to fight this guy with this stuff
0: no no huh it's so like it's fucking funny like, when yeah. you think back on it, you're like, there actually was a lot of comedic stuff in here. That bathroom scene is hilarious. I love that whenever he finally starts confronting him, when they're all in the middle of tripping balls. I
1: also wanted to talk about how they're lifting weights.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. They're just fucking getting brawny there for a second. Just pumping <laughs> iron.
1: It's sunny. I listen, if anybody out there is like, oh, I want to get in shape don't do what sonny was doing which was like (laughs) like a half a curl of like i think i added it up i believe that was like 45 to 50 pounds
0: killing (laughs) it dude
1: but i assume like they're probably we're gonna do a few takes and he's like there's no fucking way i'm doing a full Mm. curl a bunch of times yeah but yeah it it was it was funny the way they were lifting those weights it it, the movie it does have its moments of levity but actually you know and and even between like Richard and Anthony, you know, they kind of joke around with each other a little bit um and it makes it all the more bleak, I think, to see yeah. those like fun, silly moments immediately followed by him just dragging Sonny out, putting a plastic bag on his head and just executing him. oh my instantly. God, right like
0: that contrast, dude, that's what makes it so very fucking effective is it can go from just like, hey. You want to yep. dance for me a little bit and it's like kind of fun and funny and this guy's fucked up and then yeah a guy with a bag on his head is getting his fucking brain splattered on the floor. It does make it more shocking and just like oh shit the stakes are real. <laughs> yeah.
1: They're very very high and then the way he he just says to uh Saul's like I'm going to shut you off now. Like yeah. he's talking oh, about an appliance. <laughs> like Dude. and he does and then he, he, yeah, he manipulates um Herbie into getting the information about Mark, and it's, it's brutal. Like, it's all, and, and like, as someone who's done drugs like that, I, it was making me feel so tense, because it's like, imagining being on those drugs and having to deal with that shit. <laughs> like yeah, with this
0: guy who you know is fuck. there to fucking kill yeah.
1: you. Yeah, yeah, I... that that scene is just brutal but also yeah as we said there's there's a lot of comedy in it like it's a real good like contrast yeah that that really makes the scene so much more brutal
0: yeah that line i'm gonna shut you off now really it stuck out in my head too where it's just like that is how dehumanized this guy has become like he's not he's not even saying he's going to kill someone it's i'm going to shut you off now that is fucking dark stuff man and even too like man that scene which again easily could have been very dark whenever they drive out to the countryside with a rifle to fucking you know shoot him before he starts killing them oh right and he shoots the wrong fucking guy
1: (laughs) so funny it's funny it really was
0: (laughs) it's just so stupid dude because they're again they're all in this fucking clown car yeah (laughs) trying to be all hard-ass and stuff and blow away one of their own guys and richard is so unfazed by it like
1: unfazed entirely yeah
0: unimpressed unfazed and here's the thing too that i thought was interesting about that um and again a lot of the movie in fact is After that scene was over, I'm just thinking to myself, like, what's it going to do with that body? You know, like, what if the cops show up? There's not a cop presence in this movie at all. Like, there's no no cops. This is all, like, just vigilante shit.
1: I kind of expected, like, in the end when Mark is walking away with blood on his hands, like, I expected them to add in, like, the sound of sirens or something. No presence whatsoever. So, like, the, the movie is presenting us with the idea, like, this is justice in in this instance. Like, yeah. no cops involved. This is his justice on these people who are terrible. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was interesting, too.
0: Paddy, in this movie, is just a fucking phenom. His acting in this is so goddamn... Believable, like he yeah. really reminded me a lot of of watching like De Niro and Taxi Driver, where you're just like yeah. they just started filming a guy who's been through some shit. Like this wasn't scripted, this wasn't written. They just found a guy that was like this, and I gotta think that the Taxi Driver comparisons must be intentional and must be justified because I was even reading some some trivia and shit on like I'm DB and the whole movie, Patty is wearing the exact same like make and model of army jacket yeah. that. De Niro wore in Taxi drivers. So I think that they were going for that.
1: I think so, too. But it's very interesting to know this then, Ben, that uh, all they had was uh, an outline for a story and no definitive lines. So the lines are improv.
0: What? Holy shit.
1: The, the set pieces even were often improvised. So, like... No way. Yeah, so... I, I don't know of all the dialogue. Most of the
0: dialogue,
1: for sure, is, is improvised. That's incredible.
0: That's incredible. But, you know, the thing about that is, though, is, like, that makes sense considering there's so many parts in this movie where I was like, I feel like I'm watching a documentary. Like, I don't feel like this is a movie. I feel like this is somebody with, you know, a, a handheld camera following or following around these guys and this, you know, situation that they've ended up in. It didn't feel like a scripted movie. And even, like a lot of the parts in the movie where the guys end up like talking over each other, whenever things are like getting heated and stuff gets really intense. And again, everybody's talking all at the same time. It felt real.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it did. It did for sure. And like, I think that that really does set the tone for it. Like the more real it it feels, the more you buy into what you're being shown and don't really question is anth is anthony actually there Mm -hmm. like (laughs) because that 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 is such a great reveal it's not one of those like who twist type of moments like this is like everything changes now nothing changes by that reveal right except our understanding of the person who who is killing all these people we now see like he's even further like deeper in this sort of psychosis perhaps Mm.
0: yeah that's a different kind of twist like it's not like sixth sense where it's just like oh this changes everything that i've seen in the movie so far it's like no whether anthony was still there or not richard would still be fucking mowing all these people down
1: yeah it doesn't change anything it just changes our perspective of, of of the killer
0: yeah now obviously again patty's performance is fucking I just think incredible. I think it's one of the best performances that I've seen in fucking years. That guy's incredible. But I've also got to give a lot of credit to to Toby, man. Dude. Like, here's the thing, man. And, And, you know, again, this is obviously a very sensitive topic. And I will also very openly say I'm extremely uneducated in all of it. But I feel like, from my perspective, I feel like this is... I feel like this is a very sensitive, sympathetic portrayal of somebody who was born differently abled like i don't feel like this is an exploitive like let's make fun of this person right. let's show that even though that is not... what's
1: happening in the movie
0: right the bad guys are doing it yeah.
1: yeah that's why you need a super sensitive portrayal because if you were doing some uh insane over-the-top caricature it, yeah simple just, jack you yeah know. like nobody would buy into it and it's it's crazy because toby keville basically was brought on just a couple days before they shot because the original person who was going to play the role felt like they couldn't do it right they felt like they wow. couldn't portray it well and he he was brought in and i think he nails it like i think he he portrays like i i would say it's like maybe they're going for autism not really positive what they're trying mm-hmm. to show here but that that's also kind of not the point the point is that like he the mark kind of plays it off like they just saw him as a little bit slow like that he was he wasn't uh he didn't have some sort of condition he just wasn't a very smart guy or he was easily pushed around or whatever yeah. Um, I think in the flashbacks that's Mark obviously trying to like cover up for his own guilt. Right. Because it it's clear like he he is overly trusting of them and they're exploiting that. They're he's just an
0: innocent man. He just he wants to be around people that say that they're his friends and stuff. Exactly. And he's just an innocent person.
1: Yep. One hundred percent. And, uh, yeah, I think Toby Kebble's fucking His portrayal is, is so good and, and like really draws subtle. you in and very subtle. And yeah, I, I, I think that's awesome. Very interesting to find out that Patty Considine has been diagnosed with Asperger's. Really? Yeah. So, Patty Considine, um, you know, is is dealing with autism himself and, and seeing this portrayal in this movie that he's written, I, I think he probably could have some insight there and maybe that helps.
0: Yeah. Huh. That is interesting. That kind of makes it hit a little closer to home, huh?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: And all the other guys are great too, man. Look, yeah, that's fucking, what I was going to say. Uh, Everybody's the drug dealer guys. It, it's just so real feeling and uh, again, like I don't really know this dude but I guess the guy playing uh, Sonny, I think is a Former boxer, is that right? Yeah, he
1: wanted to get into acting, and uh, you know, Boy, landed in this, and here he is. <laughs> he does a great job.
0: Everybody's portrayals are just so believable. Like everything in this movie, to me, is just very fucking believable. Like that's yeah, that's exactly the best, way, exactly kind of the best it way
1: to put it. it. It feels like you're watching tr- crimes, <laughs> like yeah. happening in front of you. To people that are very real
0: yeah that somehow invited a film crew to be there for everything that was happening between yeah. them <laughs> but at the same time it shot very well like this isn't like yeah, you know great. fucking Blair Witch Project or something where it's like it looks like shit and that's the purpose like no this is shot very well and I think showcases the countryside and stuff around that area very well it's it's like this very gray very bleak uh kind of uh part of the country that they're in and it suits the tone of the movie. I think very, very, very well. I think it's shot very nicely.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think it looks great. I love the shots where he's just walking through like fields and stuff to get wherever he goes. That, those reminded me of Rambo, especially once you know that, uh, that Anthony's not there. It's just like this, uh, this veteran of a war who's been fucked up by the war. Uh, getting his revenge and traveling through the you know in this case fields instead of the forest but it it very much had that feel to it too and i i think man this movie this is the third movie in a row from the patreon picks that mm-hmm. i didn't really know what to expect going into it and have been blown away we did lake right? mongo we did return oh to God. horror high and now we've done dead man's shoes like yeah these movies are blowing me away
0: Yeah, y'all got some damn good tastes and stuff. Because we sit down and we're like, what movies do we want to do next? And we're like, uh, what's the next pinhead we ain't done yet?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much
0: it. (laughs) That's the thing, man, though, is like, really, that's part of the glory of doing the Patreon drawings and stuff, is like, you know, there's sort of this draw whenever you're planning a podcast out to do movies that are going to get listens. I mean, obviously, you want to gain more followers and you want people to listen to the show. So you're like... Man, if I do some ultra-obscure thing, I don't know if anybody will really if like it or listen two, to it. saw the
1: week Spiral comes out, maybe we'll get more listens. Yeah, exactly. Thumbs like, down on that, I say.
0: <laughs> oh, man. But then like, people are suggesting this stuff that we were totally unfamiliar with, and it's just like, fuck. This is a home run. I don't care if fucking ten people listen to this episode. Yeah, it wouldn't I'm matter. glad that yeah. I got to watch this well fucking worth movie. worth seeing. Yeah. Really good, man. I'm a big, big fan. And yeah, the shots of them walking through the countryside are definitely a big part of this flick to me. And a lot of times those are accompanied by some really heavy soundtrack work. And a lot of the soundtrack in this is just simple, folksy, like... I love it. Fingerpick guitar and vocals kind of stuff. And it's honestly like... It's not really the kind of thing that I like to listen to exactly. But there's it something fits. about like the, the simplistic nature of that music and the intimacy of it that worked for me in this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I was a big fan of the music throughout. I thought it just really, like, set the tone for each moment in a way that, like, even though, like, you know, it's not, again, as we said about Snyder, it's not revealing everything. Uh, You do, there's that one song where they're talking about, uh, you know, having blood on your hands and being a murderer and stuff, and, like, it seems, like, somebody might be able to say like oh that that's just pointing out what's that's going on knows. but it seems so like appropriate in the moment
0: i know right because it's, it's not weird. over
1: the top because it's kind of real simple
0: mm-hmm. yeah really really well played i think in that regard um, the accents and stuff uh, again, like, are very fucking heavy. I think Kev Bickerdyke yeah. on our Facebook group said, like, I don't think you guys will have much of a problem with it. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I needed those subtitles.
1: Yeah, I, I there were times where I was like trying to duplicate it, and I I could not. I, like, the only thing I could really get down was "tough." The way they kept saying right? "tough," I was like, I I just it, it was uh, the thing is though that I like it. I like the sound of it. I want yeah. to be able to duplicate it, but my stupid brain keeps going to Cockney English. <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: That's the accent, dude. Yeah, this uh, this particular accent that they're doing in this is like very mumbly. Like to me, I would describe it as being very yeah, just kind accurate. of like low monotone mumbly. I had a hard time understanding some of the stuff that they were saying in this, but yeah. uh, again, who fucking cares? Try harder american movie watcher fucking try to understand something dude
1: also yeah subtitles the the subtitles i had were great so i i once you you got subtitles you know what's going on i could see though getting lost pretty easily if, if oh you yeah yeah
0: oh yeah for sure especially man.
1: if english was your second language <laughs>
0: Oh my imagine. God! Right? <laughs> oh, that'd be tough, man. Yeah, I really, really enjoy this movie. Um, you know, usually we have a lot more to go on at length about about these flicks and stuff. This is a really tight, simple movie. It it's is. only an hour, and, an an hour and a half. Yeah. You know, Super it doesn't overstay tight. its welcome. Yeah,
1: I I don't think any moment could be cut out. No. I think huh? like even when we're, like you know even when we're seeing like Soz and Tough uh, just talking about or just reading porn to each other. Yeah. Like <laughs> it really sets up who they are. Like it does. they're kind of goofy, they're they're you know uh, really uh, I, I would say like juvenile in in the way they act, even though very, these are grown men.
0: Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of times in the movie, like especially there towards the end, whenever we see the final kind of undoing of of Anthony, when Anthony's supposed to be this simple-minded character and stuff, but then you see these grown men running around like damn eight-year-olds exactly and they're jumping around and they're in that car and they're slapping each other on the back and stuff and it's just like man it really just shows you just how stupid these fucking guys are
1: yeah and you know maybe then uh, it could be maybe you could believe mark that he didn't think anything was different about anthony maybe Maybe mm-hmm. he just thought, "Oh, Anthony does a lot of drugs, so that's how he, that's why he acts like that." Right. But I, I just don't, I don't believe that. I think he, he's fully guilty. He's just a coward, and and the, basically the vengeance he, uh, is is, you know, the victim of at the end is kind of very appropriate in the worldview of of Richard.
0: Right. Yeah, man. I love that. Through the whole movie, it's like as everybody's kind of figuring out who this phantom figure is, it's like, oh, this is rich, uh, Anthony's brother. Yeah. And like just, there's kind of this hush where they're just like, yeah, I'm
1: like fuck. Oh fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause they know what they did and yeah, they know they that they this did. guy is going to come after him and that he is fully armed and capable of murdering them without a problem. So, yeah really really well done movie man it's It's a revenge flick, but it's not a torture porn movie. It's not an exploitive movie to anybody no it's really unique in that regard
1: yeah it, it is it's portraying crimes that that do happen and it, it you know if you've ever read much on true crime, you know that a lot of victims of crimes uh sometimes will be people with mental disabilities and things and it's it's doubly disgusting to read it's like when you read about a crime against a child it's just like yeah. what this is a person who's hurting yeah. no one like why mm-hmm. why so yeah. it's real easy to buy into richard <laughs> it's real easy to be like okay yeah they yeah that's cool that's cool you're gonna you're gonna uh stuff a guy in a suitcase
0: all right All right, then. <laughs> really good flick i'll watch this again for sure um oh yeah i, I, know, I mean man. i won't
1: rush to it because it is dark yeah. But yeah, very. it's not dark in that I feel gross at the end. I feel morally ambiguous, but it's also, as I said, it's got that bleak beauty to it at the end.
0: Mm-hmm, definitely so, man. You gonna slap a number rating on this bad boy? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, you know, it's,
1: um, as we said, it, I, I don't even know how, how to say anything negative about this. There's. There's, like... You know no moment I would say is needs to be cut every moment feels very real it's going for exactly th- this feeling and nailing it everybody you know the actors are are really like they they come across as very specific characters and to know that most of you know the dialogue is is improvised amazing that's amazing to me um yeah, I, I don't have any haters. Is it is it ridiculous to call it a ten? And when I've only seen it a, a few times and only just no. now, because like I don't see anything wrong with this movie. Like no, I, I, I get d- it. I it's uh, I mean, as we said, it's not a horror movie. It, you know, this is kind of a a stretch as a horror movie, but we stretch all the time here. It's it's sure. not really a big deal. So. Yeah, I, th- I think this is kind of a, a perfect exploitation thriller type of movie. So I I'll give it a 10. <laughs> I guess it, my ratings totally don't mean it. anything anyway.
0: <laughs> Dude, this is one of those ones that just has such a unique tone. And it does. Even though the tone of it was much different from this flick, I think the last time I was this like kind of surprised by the feel of a movie was when we watched Ravenous. Oh, yeah. And... Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm I'm connecting those two movies in my head, because they're not similar really at all. They both have really, dark comedy all. to them. Yeah, right? But
1: they're really, like, also extremely just dark.
0: Yeah. And I think also, too, it's just like where my expectation was versus what I got was kind of a similar similar reaction to me, you know, where yeah. I didn't know anything about this. The, the poster looks like it's going to be hardcore, like it's him in the gas mask and stuff, and you're like okay this is going to be a murder spree kind of movie and you watch it and it's like actually a lot more subtle and sensitive than what you know dead man's shoes and this brutal looking poster and stuff would lead you to believe so i think it's just more that my expectation versus what i got level was similar to when we did um ravenous which is a movie i've been wanting to like rewatch lately yeah it's so fucking good yeah it is yeah it is Part of me wants to say I wish that there was more gore, like I wish that we got to see a little bit more of the violence that he enacted on these people and that maybe it would have been better if the budget was there for that, but I don't know. It's like would it?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that that would add much to it. Yeah. Even if yeah, even if they could have done it, I don't know how much that would add.
0: Yeah. I think for me this is a this is like a rock solid 9. I I don't really have much anything to complain about. Yeah. This flick. Really enjoyable. And again, thanks so much for the Patreon submissions and stuff. You guys really have some fucking awesome taste and have exposed us to some movies that I never have heard of, never have seen, never have considered. So it's cool to know that we're kind of like attracting people to this show that kind of know better than us as far as what yeah, we want I love to that. fucking see.
1: <laughs> I do love that. Because, uh, yeah, we we kind of could easily get stuck in choosing the same types of movies over and over and over. It's real nice to have outside perspective and, and people who have a better knowledge of, of certain areas of horror than we do.
0: For sure. Well, and also, too, the thing is, is like, you know, and I might regret saying this, but whenever you put out like, hey, give us a couple bucks, you can choose a movie that we can do. It's like a lot of people would use that as an opportunity just to fucking throw some stinkers in there.
1: Sure, yeah.
0: You know, and just put in some, like, here, watch something that I know you're going to fucking hate, dick. You know? There's some
1: people really like those episodes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Where we dude. just absolutely hate it.
0: <laughs> and I do, too. Like, I love getting together just to talk fucking shit about it. Yeah, a it is like, fun. A lot of times, that is fun. Like, watching the movie, not fun. Talking the shit, real fun. Very fun, yeah. <laughs> but it's cool to see that, like, people are using the Patreon thing as a way to be like, oh, I think the guys would really like this movie, and I can support their show. It's pretty yeah, fucking awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Pretty I love cool it. stuff. So if you want to join up that Patreon community, head on over to that Patreon page.
1: Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Head on over there. Become a subscriber on any level. You get access to uh TV test pilots, which is our uh, pod uh, Patreon-exclusive podcast where we recommend shows to each other. We watch the first episode of the show, and then we talk about it, and the person who hasn't seen it decides if they are going to keep watching it. We just uh, did Raised by Wolves. Uh, what do we got coming up? That Pottery Show? Yeah, I'm that's excited. right. I Great still haven't started it yet. Great British
0: Pottery Throwdown. Whatever, whatever it's Great
1: British Pottery Throwdown. Yes, that's
0: coming so up. So fucking fun, man. Yeah,
1: I'm excited. And uh, we were talking about doing an episode with RDM. So yeah. that should be awesome.
0: Yeah, that'll be a definite good time. I mean, a dollar a month and you get more of us? Come on. But
1: if you give us $5, you can submit a bowl to the, the smoke. Or a bowl. Submit a bowl. <laughs> you can submit a bowl, and I'll smoke that bowl, and then you submit <laughs> a movie. Um, yeah. And then I put it in a bowl. It's a circular thing. Anyway, uh, put it, We you submit a movie, put it in the bowl, we randomly draw, we cover it like we did this movie, and it's awesome. Please, head on over there, become a $5 patron.
0: That's right. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you can review a podcast. Helps us out. ton. also be sure to join up the Facebook group. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. I always feel obligated to like name drop the fucking handles and stuff like that, but I'll tell you this, as a person who literally just did it yesterday... If you Google Dead and Lovely Instagram, it finds us. If you it Google does. Dead and Lovely Twitter, it, it finds does. us. Like, That's true. Google's your buddy. It you is. You can find us wherever you <laughs> want to. It is.
1: It is. But at Dead Lovely Pod, pretty much everywhere.
0: Pretty much. Pretty much. Now, you guys be sure to tune into the show next week. We're doing a movie that I have heard many people talking about. I saw a trailer for this and was very excited for it. And then a lot of people in the group kept saying that, they watched this flick and it didn't Veronica them. It actually lived up to the hype and it was a very fucking cool flick. I'm excited to watch this and tell them about it. And then Saint Maud. We're doing Saint Maud. <laughs> Everybody here will get the
1: reference to the Maud sitcom oh, starring B. Yeah. Arthur from the 70s. Everybody
0: knows that. Everybody well, we're all familiar knows with it. it. The joke's not funny if you have to explain it, Steve. Come on. That's a
1: good point. I But. The explanation was even funnier, I think.
0: It was pretty good, man. Yeah, so tune into the show next week. We'll be talking about Saint Maud. I'm looking forward to it. It looks like a a religious-based horror flick, which you know yeah, I'm always kind of it. a fan mm-hmm. of, man. So tune in for that one next week. In the meantime, everybody keep on staying healthy, wealthy, and wise. Get your vaccine poke and rejoin us in society and start having a good time and living like a what do we used to say? Like a beautiful horse? What do we say? Yeah. <laughs> Live your life like a beautiful horse. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Be like that. Sometimes it be like that. <laughs> and we'll catch you guys next time. I've been Uncle Ben. I've been Hollywood Steve. We've been Dead Lovely. Bye. Nay. <laughs> So I don't exactly know what was in the air in Tennessee the other night. I sent you that great video last Saturday of that, like, really shitty street brawl happening out on the streets, like, in front of where we <laughs> live, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> How good was that fight on a scale of great to that fight scene from the first Fast and the Furious? Oh,
1: boy, yeah. Yeah, pretty much below that, for sure. <laughs> yeah, drunk, drunk people fighting so bad. is... Man, it's something because oh, yeah, like all that can come of it is that one idiot accidentally lands a good punch, and now that the other idiot might die. (laughs)
0: Like, (laughs) I mean, typically, what happens is like there's just enough commotion going on that one of them falls over, and the other guy thinks he hit him, and he really didn't. That's pretty much how it usually goes, yep, (laughs) yeah, dude. That same night. Like, while all that was going on, there was these other two chicks that were on the corner, and they were sitting down, and they had a couple of friends with and They looked pretty burnt out already. Again, this is like 2 in the morning. It was like late. Uh-huh. And uh, the two girls, like, fussing and fighting so much that their friends left. They continued fighting and stuff. Eventually, like, it kind of came to one of them, like, shoving the other one down on the concrete and stuff. And they had a couple, like okay let's make up okay let's walk away go to the car no fuck you (laughs) i'm back to fighting you again like this seriously happened like four or five times until about about three in the morning almost i was just watching this dude i was i was hooked i was in the drama (laughs) i had to figure out what was going on um the one chick you know screams at the other chick i don't want to be your fucking maid of honor anymore It's like, dude, this has gone south fast. Shit got real. (laughs) And then she like gets up in her face and she's like, Teresa, you're just too extra. You've been extra all night. You've been extra since I've met you. (laughs) (laughs) When being extra goes too far.
1: (laughs) Poor Teresa Terrextra is more like Terextra. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. I would have said if I was there and was mad at Teresa as well more like terextra, extra yeah. i would have added and then people would have been like <laughs> shut up this you're not involved in this
0: go home it's late